Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good to be with you today, sir, and uh, I know yeah. we had some uh, technical difficulties getting on the Facebook Live event here, so I apologize for that. Yeah, well, it happens. Hey, listen, you can't, um, you can't, uh, you know, always worry about the internet, you know, and count on it a hundred percent, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, although I, I heard, I heard a funny a comedian the other day. He was on one of the late night shows, and he was saying like, people get so frustrated, right? He goes, but just think about it. He goes, you know, you know, you click on something on the internet, it doesn't open right away, and where you click it three or four more times before it opens, then then three boxes open, all because. We're so used to having things instantaneously, right? And uh, he goes, years ago, you didn't have the internet. He goes, years ago, you didn't fly in a plane. He says, yet you get upset when your flight's delayed by an hour. He goes, you know, you used to take you four weeks to cross, a, uh, you know, by horseback across the country. Now you jump in a plane and because you're delayed by a half an hour or an hour, you're annoyed, you know? So, so we have, you know, we have to really take things into perspective these days. Yeah, I, yeah, and we don't have a lot of patience, and uh, I fall in that category. So. Yeah, me too. I guess we're used to it, right? Because so we're used to the speed of things. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, uh, before we get into our topic today, I'm just curious, how was your uh, time off? And and. Uh... Well, never long enough, of course, right? You know, so it's yeah, like I, yeah. I actually took off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days. So. Um, but, you know, it seemed I worked a lot around my house and I did a lot of things. I, you know, I was working the whole weekend, but stuff that I enjoyed, you know, little projects and things like that. But uh, the weekend just goes so quick and then you're back to the rat race and you're in the blender, as I, I call it, um, you know, back to your, you know, the day to day grind, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, we um, uh, were closed Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. You know, I take that extra day. Uh, just because, you know, in my program, you either come Monday, Wednesday, you come Tuesday, Thursday. So I don't want to right. have the Tuesday, Thursday people always get an extra day, you know, for Memorial Day, Labor Day, those right. kind of things. So. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was it was a great time. In fact, uh, we closed Friday night with our um, uh, orientation for our summer special people. So I want to say we had about 23 People show up for the orientation. We had a few people call off because there was supposedly going to be some bad weather, which never came, and they were right. worried about it. Um, but, uh, you know, out of, I don't know, I think we're at 29 or 30 right now for the summer special, which is down from last year, but I I um, actually raised the price this year uh, for the summer special. But uh, So we did that, and it was nice to kind of close out, you know, with, with – 20-some-odd people are going to be showing up the following week to, you know, start the yeah. summer special. Right. So, which, uh, you know, kind of brings us into our topic today, um, which is uh, help. <laughs> I need yeah. students uh, ASAP or I will uh, have to close my doors. And and I, uh, here's, the here's the reason that we have that topic this time around is because last week um, on, uh, and I always do this at the end of the school year, you know, beginning of summer, as I always do an anti-abduction class. So last week we had um, Wednesday and Thursday were our uh, were our, our uh, anti-abduction classes, and I do them inside the class. So, so on on Wednesday I had three, and then on Thursday I had three. Well, on Wednesday I had this this gentleman show up <clears throat> who just had called that morning, and um, you know, had talked to my program director, and she wasn't too sure about the conversation anyway so she's like she right. didn't bother me with with the conversation well anyways he ended up showing up and uh 
you know, we got to talking after, and it was, I had to bounce back and forth because I was doing the anti-abduction classes, and in between I would talk to him real quick and then uh, go back, and I said, hey, if you can stay all the way through my black belt class, and when the black belt class is over, you know, I'd be happy to sit down with you and talk, and we ended up talking probably until, I don't know, about 10.30 at night, and then I went home. Well, the crux of the whole thing was, um, and I wanted to get, I wanted, the reason I wanted to do this call today with this topic was because I wanted to get your expertise and your opinion on some of these, th- uh, these things, but, you know, basically it is to the point that his school is, um, you know, looking at maybe possibly closing the doors and maybe even being 30, way, 30 days away, a month away, two months away, only because, you know, he's funneling some of his personal income to keep it open. Right. And so, um, you know, my gosh, there, there's so many questions that I had that, you know, we weren't able to answer or get all those questions answered only because, too, you know, he obviously had questions for me. And uh, and, I, and I'll, I'll share with you and what I, you know, with everybody else what I kind of had, 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 you know, talked to him about. But I, I'm kind of curious, you know, you have, you've worked with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of clients. And have you ever worked with somebody that was that close to closing their door? And, you know, what, you what know do you what? say? Yeah, you know, and I have. I, I and, and to be honest, I have a lot of people that are in the very small, low end. Like, there are some coaching clients out there, I mean, coaches, that will only take on coaching clients that are doing really well or have the right mentality. I'm kind of the opposite. I will take people that are in startup mode, who've been in year, business for years, that have really not done well, um, and I try to retrain them and, and recorrect their behaviors and actually teach them about business. Um, I forget. I was just watching uh, a, one of my favorite uh, reality shows, which probably was like either uh, Marcus Lemonis or The Prophet or one of those shows. And he said that most businesses are a few weeks away from closing their doors. They're <coughs> one contract, big contractor who doesn't pay their bill away from going out of business. And, um, you know, I think that that's a, that's a scary thing. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you're running low in the checking account. You don't have a big cushion. Um, and there are a lot of businesses that are just not making that much money that they could make that bank account grow or put money in the bank as a cushion. So, yeah, I coach people all the time that are that are like that to answer that question. And um, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, because, you know, my thought, my, my thought process was, you know, all right, so what did you do to get in that situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and come to find out, you know, part of the, the, the part of the problem is that he took on this business, for, and I'm I'm not doing him justice, right, with regards to the whole backstory. But you know, he took on this business because the instructor was ready to move on or whatever, and there was mm-hmm. individuals that were <clears throat> close to you know, becoming a black belt and most of them were kids and he didn't want to see them not be able to achieve their black belt and those type of things, right? Right. right. And so he, I don't know if he bought the business from them or anyways, he's inherited it one way or another. Mm-hmm. And, right. And so, you know, he's just trying to run and keep it open. Yeah. And of course he's got a full-time job. This is a part-time thing for him. And so there's some difficulty with that when you can't, put all your eggs in one basket, but it's not impossible. I mean, that's how I started. You know, it was a part-time thing for me. And so, you you know, and and I think most most people. I don't think, I don't think it was a part-time thing for you. It was, it was, it was a full-time thing for you, 
Um, but you had two full-time things going on at once, right? That's like what right. I used to do. It was a full-time gig, but I, you know, I just had two full-time jobs at that point. And, you know, and it's funny that you brought up about mindset because that was one thing that I, I, I shared with him was the fact that, you know, in order for your business to grow, you as an individual need to grow. And not only necessarily grow it um, as a business owner, meaning like what you said, you know, to be able to understand the inner workings of, of business, which that's right. one way we, we have to grow. Mm-hmm. But there is another side that we have to grow on with regards to our our person, meaning mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, one of the things is we have to be confident. So here, here's one of the things that I shared with him. I asked him how much he's charging for his tuition, right? Right. Because there's three ways to grow your business, um, or the bottom line, I should say. Um, either you uh, get more people to buy, you know, more often. Right. Or you um, – it's escaping me now. You get, to get people to buy more often. You, right. You uh, – or, or excuse you, me, you get more clients, you get more clients, right. or you get right. them to buy more often, which, you know, the second one, getting them to buy more often is not an option for us with regards to the fact we can't get them to buy um, if they only have one kid in the program or one person in the program, we can't get them to buy more often in that right. regard. Um, right. We can get their siblings to buy or, or the parents to get involved. So. Either you get more clients, you, 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 you get them to buy more often, or you raise your prices. Right. And so I found out what he was charging per month, and it was only $89 a month for their base price. Right. And I said, imagine what that would do if, if, if you were to charge $129 a month. Right. And I could kind of see the look on his face. It's the same look that I had when I raised my prices or when I was even imagining that I was going to raise my prices. Right. And so um, the the thing was that, you know, I told him, I said, you got to look in the mirror and you got to write your script and you have to say, you know, um, you know, the, and the price of the program is $129 a month. Yeah. Um, and then you have to say it without any facial expressions. And, and so basically I was saying, you know, you need to believe it and then you need to back it up. You know, your program needs to back it up. Um, right. So that, that you aren't in question and neither is the, in the other individual. In fact, when you sit down with them, they should go, oh, it's only $129 a month because mm-hmm. you've built that program, whether it's perceived value or actual value, which is better, the actual value is better, um, you know, th- that needs to be there. So they, they, they need yeah. to feel that. I said, but I could give you, I told them, I said, you know, I could give you a whole bunch of things that, you know, could fill your funnel, but the problem is I don't know what your funnel looks like. And we could do you more harm than good, meaning, you know, look, we could get you 20 people in to to do a trial, but if you don't know how to process them, if you don't know how to teach them and treat them on the floor like you should be doing in order to make a great experience, you're going to, and you and I both know this as well, people will talk badly about you a lot more quickly. They're going to talk good about you, and they're going to tell more people about you when you've done bad things for them than they are when yeah. you've done good things for them. So, <clears throat> you know, it wasn't that I didn't want to share with him information on how to fill the funnel because I did, but um, like you said, the, the, the person has to be ready in, in, in order to grow that. So I brought it down to this, these essentials. Number one, you need to be ready. You mm-hmm. need to grow yourself. And I gave him some 
some things to consider with regards to to his own personal growth before his business growth because right. he's not going to be able to grow his business if he doesn't grow himself personally. And I said, you know, on, 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 on the bare necessities, <clears throat> what do you need in order to make ends meet every single month, balance is zero, and he said, uh, probably five students. Okay, so five students at $89 a month? Are you talking five? Yeah, five students, $89 a month. Okay, so he's not doing as bad as I thought, but if he's funneling in his own money, you know, that could that could be damaging on his marriage. That could be damaging all the way around, right? Especially if his wife wasn't in, uh, on board with it, which I found out she is. And for a time, she's okay with that being funneled, but eventually she isn't. So right. again, he needs to, you know, I said, you need to, to do these things personally. I said, um, you know, you don't need five students if you raise your prices. You know, mm-hmm. all you now need is two and a half uh, right. students, you know, which is doable. Um, so, you know, and I, I told him, I said, we could focus in on, on all these other things, but until maybe some of these groundwork things are actually laid and set, you know, I... I I don't know how you teach on the floor. I mean, you could be the, 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 the best teacher. You could be horrible on the floor. Um, you know, I just don't know how that works. And so, right. you know, I, I, it would be nice to see a video of him teaching. It would be nice to kind of – and the reason I say that is because we're not just a business that, that I don't think you can just funnel in people and, and, and then they go, you know, yeah, we can process them like cattle and then they're going to sign up. And, no, these are human beings that we're dealing with. And, and so on the floor, we've got to make sure that that on the floor is is, is working just as well as anything else. Right. Is this, all this making – you got anything else you want to add to that? I feel like I'm rambling. No, I, no not at all. I mean, it, it's really kind of simple math, but <laughs> it is probably one of the most elusive things for people who are obliviously ignorant – and I mean that meaning that they don't know what they don't know. Um, and um, it, to me, this is a big issue. And it's been that way for many years. I, I mean, I see this with, uh, you know, a lot of my coaching clients where it's very difficult for them to just get their numbers, just to get the numbers that they have, you know, and uh, figure out how much the, their bills are every month. I mean, this happens for everybody. I mean, even normal, average, everyday people who have a job sometimes don't realize because we have so many things that we could be spending money on without actually having money, credit cards, loans, you know, things of that nature, apps on your phone that go to your credit card. And there's so many different things like that that um, could be a problem. And that way we're spending more than we ever realized. And then we could be losing money um, and in reality costing ourselves or going out of business or putting ourselves in a mountain of debt or um, going out of business. And I see this happen all the time. There are a lot of my clients that they do not know how much they actually spend. They do not know exactly what comes in. Because, you know, sometimes we just do simple math, and I call it imaginative math, where we go, okay, we have 100 students at $100. That equals 10000 But then we don't look at, um, you know, well, how many people went delinquent? How many people are a few months delinquent? How many people, um, you know, who, who, you know, who are paying um, and who aren't, you know, and this is very important stuff that sometimes we don't look at, and it could be quite damaging to your company. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, no, it makes perfect sense. So, all right, so he's going to come, um, and, and, and by the way, I, I, you know, my program director told him about schoolandertalk.com, so, he, you know, hopefully he'll get access to this and listen to this as well. 
What are right. what are and, and next week he's going to come and visit the studio and bring his wife. Um, right. And this sounds like I'm I'm talking about myself, but I only say this because I think it's important in the conversation. Yeah. You know, after him after him watching me teach, he said that. And in fact, I got an email from him that he was inspired. Um, yeah. And he could see that you know, and I'm putting words in his mouth, but basically in a nutshell that, you know, he needs to inspire others out on the floor, I think is right. kind of what he was saying. And so, I mean, I, I hope that I was an inspiration to him, but he's going to come back. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of questions. His wife's going to well, have a lot of questions. You know, what, what, you know, how do I mentor him, if that makes sense? Well, I, you know, again, and, and this is interesting because, um, you know, you and I have a program called Next Level School Owner Club, and it's a, a internet-based program where people could sign up and get all this wonderful information, right? Um, I coach, you coach. I have I had my other program taking it to the next level, which literally spelled out every single thing you could ever do to grow your school, and it mirrored exactly what I've done to be a success in my life, and you you know what you've done. However, here's the 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 one missing you know item, and it's sometimes school owners, teachers, the owner of the school, they do not have the the personality to teach on the floor to you know to be they're not charismatic. I have some good friends that are very 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 good martial artists that will never run large schools because their personality only appeals to a certain selected group of individuals and they're, they're charismatic for them, but for the rest of the, the mass, um, they don't have what it takes to teach. So you and I could teach every business system in the world and people could even plug it in to the, to the T and still fail because the one missing flaw is their personality. I said, you, you have to be a black belt on the floor and you have to be a black belt in business but you also have to be a master storyteller, a, a great public speaker. All of these things create people to want to follow and lead. It's like it's like going to see a sermon in church and the pastor's so boring that he puts you to sleep or someone that inspires you, right? Where you're like, Bueller, you walk out of there. Bueller. Yeah, right, Bueller. exactly. Yeah, you, you walk out of there inspired with this motivation. And that's why he said he was inspired by seeing you teach. And why you have a successful school is not only because you got all the business stuff down. It really starts from the floor. Um, you well, know, you that's could probably, true. You know, you could have a successful school still, even if you didn't have all these business systems down. It may not be as financially successful, but I'm sure it would be as successful because people are coming there not because you're smart in business. That's your own thing. They're coming there because you're an awesome teacher, and they have a curriculum, and they're getting benefits from it. You know, it's like going to a coffee, to Starbucks. If the coffee sucked, they wouldn't go, right? You know, right. but, you know, the great thing about Starbucks is you can teach – even the most, you know, uh, the person who has no personality, um, you know, to say, hey, welcome to Starbucks. Would you like a cup of coffee? You know, here it is. It gets done the same way. It's still going to taste delicious. So they'll say, yeah, that guy was a jerk, but I'm coming back to Starbucks. If you have a terrible teacher in your school and he turns everyone off or a bad program manager sitting at the desk, um, you know, that could be bad for business. So you would say the first thing is to make sure that the floor is clean with regards to an exciting, and when I say clean, I, I don't mean physically, although that's important too, but, you know, the fact that um, everything is running to the best of its ability out on the floor, and, and like you said, you should be inspiring your students to become a uh, a better person, a better, not just a better martial artist, but, but a, a better person in, in general. So that yeah. that would be your first order of business, right? Absolutely, without a doubt. I mean, you have to inspire the desire, right? You know, I, I say that 
if I taught almost – like when I first started out, I taught all my classes every single day of the week, you know, morning to night. Um, and, and I was a success because I knew how to inspire, right? When I started putting other people in place, maybe they weren't as inspirational. Maybe they didn't have as much experience and so on. So you're, you're right that, you know, the floor is where it all starts. And by the way, we call that marketing from the inside out, right? You're marketing by being awesome, right? You know, you're not all this fandangled marketing tools and websites and cool stuff to lead them down a pathway and then they get there and everything else sucks. There's a lot of that going on, you know. So, you know, I see it a lot in the MMA schools, top fighters, champions coming from Brazil, schools open and closed in, in a second. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, the floor is first and primary. Yeah. Um, so when we say the floor, um, obviously the excitement from the teacher, the curriculum doesn't necessarily matter to a certain degree, but – it has to be taught in a succinct way so that there is um, uh, so that the students actually not only just pick up the information but are able to improve on the information so there needs to be a strategic way on how that is is structured as well. Uh, would you agree with that um, i I would disagree with your wording, but I know where you're going. I think the curriculum okay. is every it's imperative right however. It doesn't matter if it's jujitsu, kung fu, karate, ninjutsu, whatever. Every school has the potential to be amazing, right? Um, it, it does. It's irrelevant of the style, but I believe that the curriculum has to be there, right? In other words, you wouldn't go – if they don't see any progress and they're not learning and the curriculum isn't exciting and it doesn't feel challenging, they're not going to come back either, right? But right, I agree right. with you there. I, I hope I reworded that properly, right? I, I mean, it doesn't you matter did. whether you yeah, do Krav or whatever, but, but you have to. And here's the problem. Many martial arts school owners, they have seminared their way into their position of running a school, meaning like they don't really have a good background. They don't have a history. They haven't had experience. They haven't trained for real much and so on and so forth. Um, so it's very, very important for us to have that, that the foundation, right, that, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and we got a couple of uh, um, comments on our Facebook post, you know, while we're doing this live. And I think this is this is good to be able to get some feedback from people. But uh, David said that, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, teachers can do uh, to, you know, do better to inspire students? And, um, well, I, 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 I guess, you know, to me, the biggest thing is having a connection between you and the students. So, you know, the three times rule, uh, and if you don't know right. the three times rule in a, in a nutshell, you know, you, 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 you need to, um, you know, use their name three times. You need to uh, uh, touch them appropriately three yeah. times, you know, um, and and um, what else? What's the other one? Praise them three times? Well, well yeah, yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, the three time rule is, in my opinion, is three connections to the student in, in the in the class that day, gotcha. uh, whatever the hour is, is somehow connect with them three times. So appropriate touch. And I'm glad you said that, um, you know, um, because, you, you know, when you say touch a student, right, you know, you got to be real careful these days. And, you know, so patting them on the back, high five and them, um, you know, maybe even just a visual thumbs up or, hey, Dwayne, you're doing an amazing job. We believe in the three time rule connecting with that student. And it could be a mass, a group, uh, uh, a touch. So in other words, like, uh, you know, hey, guys, you're all doing amazing today, that control. But you want to connect with each student three times throughout the class. 
Right. Praise, praising them, like you said, uh, yeah. we use praise, correct praise, which everybody should know about anyways. But, uh, um, you know, and I make my, my uh, instructors, they memorize praise, correct praise refers to the unique teaching style, which encourages students to consistently improve while effectively providing feedback necessary for them to correct their errors. And so okay. basically, in a nutshell, you praise them and then on something that they genuinely did correct. Uh, you know, it could be, man, your, your, your key up or key eye was loud. Um, right. You know, but you, if you did this to your technique, it would make it even better or it would make it and, even and, more powerful. And then, and then you praise them for correcting it. And we have a thing in our school that I'm going to add to what you said. We always say get rid of buts and always add ends. So never have a but. So in other words, you, your, your curriculum, what you, your kick was awesome. But if you threw them faster, you did it, or you say your your kick was awesome, and if you raise your knee a little higher, it will be even better, right? So I like that. I, I like that. I teach parents in my in my um, Father's Day and Mother's Day training to get rid of all the buts and, and add the ends. Like I always say to a, a mom or a dad, and I say, like, if, if your wife or husband cooked you the best meal, and they said, how would you like it? You said, oh, it was really good, but if you added some salt, you know, then right away they're like, oh, but if I now, you know, but if you say, oh, it was really delicious, and if there was a little bit more salt, it would be even more phenomenal. So the ends and buts are important too, and we teach that in our in our uh, leadership team curriculum to get rid of the buts. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, another concept that we do is uh, we talk about uh, huddling and hovering, and so you shouldn't mm -hmm. huddle over a group yeah. of students, and then the instructor shouldn't huddle. Uh, uh, you know, uh, did I say huddle over students? I mean hovering. You know, yeah, hover hovering. Yeah, yeah. Huddling. And yeah, hovering. and then and then you don't huddle together as instructors. Um, you know, those type of things. So Yeah, it's, it's um, funny because my daughter, she's so used to being close to me when I teach. She still has that very personal, you know, connection. And I always have to push her back and go, Kiara, you know, honey, I love you at home. This is awesome. I love being close. But at the dojo, I need my space. I want to be able to swing my hands and, you know, without being afraid, I'm going to knock someone in the head, right? So I always, like, push her away and say, you have to, you can't hover. And that's that's so important. I love your hover and huddling. I think that's an amazing Thing. You know, the other thing is, you know, you got to make a personal connection with the individual even outside. So if they're doing mm -hmm. other sports or other activities or whatever it is, uh, even if they have a dog, if they don't do another sport and they have a dog, you need to know that dog's right. name. You need to be able to say how Sparky doing and 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 have those lines of communication uh, with the students. And even in reference to, you know, like I I I just thought about this. You know, I have one kid, James. I know he's plays football, and so. <clears throat> when when we'll do something, I'll say, now, you know, look, if that was a person that you were going to tackle in football, how would you tackle him? Oh, right. I'd do this. Okay, so yeah. tackle him like you tackle him in football, and then boom, right. you know, uh, yeah. that type of thing. Re so. Reference, right? Reference and relevance. Yes. The two R's, right, where people could mentally reference it and, and it'd be relevant to why they would want to be inspired. So, you know, like a little, little kid going, if you ran fast like a Tyrannosaurus or a Velociraptor, right, you see those little kids who are into dinosaurs, boom, they take off, right? But if you go, if you were like a, you know, Porsche, Carrera, 911, like they have no re re relevance or reference to it. So it's important. I, I love this call, by the way. This is more on the instructor portal and where we're teaching people about how. And it gets back to, but I don't know, want you to get too much off topic about, you know, I need more students or I'm going to go out of business, right? So, but at the same time, this, what we're talking about 
is probably the reason why most schools fail because what happens is they sign even if they have the business stuff down they sign them up people join then they're in the front door out the back door just as quick because they don't have this portion it's like going to a comedy act and the comedian is terrible he's not funny you're not gonna you're not gonna ever go back to see him it, it just doesn't make sense right yeah why does it have to be a him it could be a her Right, right, true. Yeah, there's one comedian right now I'm not too happy with, right? It's, uh, um, but uh, but, um, but anyway, I think, though, that, you know, that's awesome that you're saying this. So, well, Dwayne, let me, let me ask you a question. So what would you say to the people who are listening that are kind of like, you know, they're doing okay, they're, but, they're, you know, they need more students, they're struggling a bit. What would you give them, like, two top tips that make you um, continue to thrive after all these years? I mean – I'll, I'll chime in after you're done, but I, what is your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Well, okay, I don't know that that's the, the – and forgive me for saying this. I don't know that that's the right question, and here's kind of where I'm coming right. from. Okay. Is, you know, when I – okay, so uh, Professor Keith Hafner, I think he's now called Grandmaster Hafner. Right. Um, at, at one point in time when he was doing coaching, I was a coaching client of his. Mm-hmm. In fact, I I spent he did one where you could do a whole day with him, and I'm saying it was it was probably a a 14 hour day, right? Right. And I I forget what I spent. I I I, I think it was like four or five thousand dollars for the day. Well, anyways, right. um, you know, one of the questions I asked him was, and and by the way, this I'd, I'd already been a coaching client of his for a few months before I did the whole long day thing. Right. Uh, right. Prob- probably a good six months before I, I invested the $5,000 or 4000 whatever it was. So anyways, mm-hmm. I said to him, I said, you know, all the things that I've learned have been great. And I, I'm, I'm super appreciative. I needed to get more of the business experience. I said, but here's what I said to him. I said, you're telling me what I should do and, and what you're doing now. I said, here's my question. I said, what did you do when you had, you know, two kids that were younger and your wife and you were running your business you know, how did you run your business? How did you do things personally at that time to make sure that your family was still intact but your business was still growing? And and so I, I say that because I, I I think the 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 right question is, you know, Dwayne, if if you were in that situation that I'm in right now and you only had, you know, two or three months before you were going to close, what would you be doing? As opposed to, you know, what am I doing right now? Because I can assure you that that probably 80% that I'm doing right now, I didn't do back then. And right. nor would I do back then because I didn't have the systems and the knowledge and, every, you know, the training and everything else in place. Yet right. I was doing okay back mm-hmm. then. Um, are you okay with that question? Yeah. I I am, and it, it kind of, you know, of course, with me, my mind is racing right now. So continue, and I'll throw in some stuff there if you if you once you're complete. Okay, so you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in that situation. I think that you, I would be quite desperate. Um, I would, as you know, one of our listeners had said, I would be asking uh, other, you know, other students in here to be, in, be inviting their friends in, giving them passes or doing a buddy day or something like that to get some immediate, um, you know, action. I think mm-hmm. that I would, as cheaply as I possibly could, I don't even know that I would spend the money for it to be professional, but I might go to Staples or, or 
Xerox copy XYZ whatever and get you know um, flyers made up and uh, I would you know ask my students to go out with me and and start doing some door hangers and do some sort of special so that I could do that. I think I would even uh, go to, to church church parking lots on Sunday and and just you know hit every single church that I possibly could hit within the next you know four weekends and leave stuff on. And yeah, I might get in trouble. They might call me up and say, "Don't ever do that again." And I would say, "Okay, I won't ever do that again." You know, because if right. it didn't, you know, if it, if it doesn't come to fruition after you know four weeks of doing different ones, I wouldn't do the same one twice. Right. You know, but I would I would hit as many of those I possibly could do. I would even go to, especially now it being springtime, I would go to baseball fields. Uh, you know, because there's baseball going on all the time, and I would hit those parking parked cars up with, uh, you know, the baseball offer uh, type thing, and 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 so I I would do so many grassroots marketing opportunities on Facebook. I would be posting a whole bunch of free stuff. I probably would be going to uh, different community groups on Facebook, and uh, number one, try to connect connect with that community leader, but then number two ask if there's any sort of self-defense or anti-abduction or anti-bullying ideas, you know, or, or seminars that I could come and do for them for free or bring them into my studio and do it for free. Um, you know, those would be some of the initial uh, things that I would do right off the top of my head, only because they would be so low cost to me. Right. They'd be time intensive, but, uh, or yeah, they'd be time intensive, but low cost. Now, just to give you a quick inverse do I still do some of those things? Certainly. But my, uh, my personal time is so much more less, and I actually probably spend, well, I do, I spend more money now because I'm in a point now where I can trade time for money. But at that point, I couldn't do that. I didn't have the money, and I needed to trade my, I needed to trade my time because I had more right. of it than I had money. Yeah. Does that all make sense? It does. And you know what? I'm going to sum it up for you, too. Like, Dwayne, I think that basically going back to the the bottom line is, is that you have to get out and work. Right. And this is where school owners become business owners. And they and, you know, here's the bad part. Uh, and I'll give you a, a total, for instance, and this goes back about 10 years ago. I went to Australia to teach at a uh, at a seminar. Um, a, a big martial arts seminar. It was kind of like the Maya Super Show, but in Australia, run by Century. And um, I was a speaker there. And when I went there, there were hundreds of schools. And um, listening to them, they were starving for information. And they were buying my stuff like the drop in money. Like they didn't even care how much it cost. Lo and behold, I thought I was loaded until I realized that the Australian United States conversion was way in their favor. So they were paying you know, $700 Australian. They could, can we pay in Australian? I'm like, yeah, sure. It's no problem. And then, you know, it was like a third of what I thought I made. But anyway, oh, um, so first lesson to learn is always check the conversion rate. Um, but, uh, but, but what happened was is they didn't have a ton of information. So I automatically assumed that a lot of them weren't doing well. But when I had gone in and asked them, I said, how many students do you have? Oh, I have 400. I have 600. I have 500. I was blown away. But what they did have, without all this fandangle software and all these cool ideas from the American, uh, you know, coaches and consultants, 
They had hard work and determination. They were out hitting flyers, doing demos, doing parties, doing whatever they could to get their name out there. Now, nowadays, everyone wants to just put up a website, open up a school, and sit behind their computer and hope for things to pour right in. But you have to have many legs, as you and I call, or any, many spokes in the wheel of your marketing campaign. It can't just be your website. It's got to be website, rack cards, door hangers, business cards, VIP passes. You know, the list goes on and on and on. And everything you mentioned when you're in dire need, the things that you said, were all pretty much zero-cost advertising, but it was all about legwork. But I have to tell you, many school owners don't want to go out and do that. They're lazy. I'm not being negative, but they're, they're lazy. They don't want to go out. And a lot of times people say, you know, I'm, I'm in trouble. Well, when was the last time you went out and marketed? <laughs> well, I, I did, and I, I actually have made flyers for free and then they paid for cheap printing, and I've given it to them. And, and I'm going, how many did you do? Oh, I did like two or 300 this week. Like 300? I would have been 5,000 of them out in a week if I was, you know, I needed students. And that's what we have to do. You have to go out and churn, churn you know, I call it shaking the bushes to get, you know, to get the results. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure there's a book, uh, Guerrilla Marketing, right? Uh, maybe that'll give uh, the, the, the listeners some ideas on some grassroots uh, marketing ideas. And, and then we could go on and on and on. But I, I think that, you know, the point has been shown that, one, you have to be willing to work hard, which I think that this individual actually is, you know, if we want to get specifically back to him. Um, I think that he actually is. I did ask him, you know, what, what marketing efforts, and it's funny that you brought the spokes on the wheel up, because it, it, one, one thing that he's doing, and uh, the, the, the one thing that he's doing now is done because school is done. So he was doing right. like an after school, you know, go in and teach yeah. karate at the, you know, for the PTA and blah, 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 which is not a, you know, a bad, bad way to get individuals in, but three months out of the year, it's dried up. So there's got to be other things that you can do. And, oh, by the way, this summer, I mean, you could go and go to um, daycares. Daycares want people to come in and do yeah. things, or you could have them come into your place and do something like we do with field trips. Absolutely. Um, you know, so, yeah. So well, and, I, I also, and car I also, carnivals and booths and those type of things as well. Well, I was going to just add to what you're saying, too, is to work smart, not work hard necessarily. Like, for example, you could teach, you know, every school in your area for a week of gym classes and get zero students. So it really all depends on what the, the school will allow you to do to market. And you have to ask yourself, if they're not going to allow you to give out flyers and if they're not going to allow you to promote your school, then why do it unless you're getting paid? And then if they say, okay, my budget is 1500 bucks for the week and you get paid, then you could put that into paying your bills at your school. There's always those interior programs for income, exterior programs for income. However, um, sometimes we do a lot of stuff, a lot of minutia uh, of, of hard work, and nothing gets accomplished. So it's really important that we, we're smart and do what we do. And by the way, here, here's another thing. You can make a flyer and hand 10,000 of them out, but if the flyer is a terribly made, cheap-looking, sloppy flyer – then, then you, you almost could be hurting yourself. So it's kind of a catch-22. You kind of need to get a mentor, someone who's been through it, someone who could help you. Um, maybe invest a thousand or two dollars and do like a two-month or short-term three-month coaching program to get you off the ground. Um, borrow money, beg, borrow, steal from whoever you have to to get that going, and then get good results out of it. Right, and that's important. It's to work really hard. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so. Well, yeah, I wanted to share that with everybody and, and, and get your opinion on, um, you know, some of those ideas. I, I, I 
I think you're right, and we're in agreement that you know your floor has to be uh, as top notch as it possibly can, and then you know from there you you know that's why I asked him you know how many people do you need in order to keep the doors open? I need five. Right. Well. Right. You know you think you think you need five at eighty nine dollars, but if you rose your right. price now you only now you only need two and a half, three and a half, you know type right. thing. Um, and and, and, and you, that and makes a you, huge difference. And if you sell retail and you have an upgrade program, you could you could only maybe need one person. So it really all depends on how you want to you know uh, you know accomplish the task, right? So I always say, and, and it's funny, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was in my I, the Maya Super Show. I was a speaker there once, and I talked about this martial art calculator. I said, you know, you gotta not use the martial art calculator. A hundred dollars times a hundred people equals ten thousand. I, and then I went on to talk about all the other ways, like you just said, a higher costing program, some higher level upgrades, some retail, special events, you know, parents night outs, et cetera. That's all what brings you to the income that you're looking to achieve. But believe it or not, at the end of the seminar, everyone ran to my booth looking to buy the martial art calculator. That's all they heard. They actually thought I developed a martial art calculator. Like, yeah, we want one of those calculators. How much is it? I'm like, dude, that was not at all what I was talking about. Like there was a lot of people that were asking me for it. So sometimes people are not hearing what's actually going on. And it's really all about what you said. It's about figuring out what your cost is. I tell my clients all the time, what does it cost you to run your school and your life? And then figure out how many students it's going to take in the various different programs to hit that number. So at least you're not losing money. And then everything above that is gravy. Slowly yeah, I just said. I just had a friend of mine who uh, finally quit his job uh, in order to do his school full time. And uh, for years we've been, you know, talking back and forth and, and I've been helping him and, um, you know, he finally, and that was one of the things that I talked with him about probably a year ago. Um, I don't right. know. And, and his name is Brent. So Brent, I, I apologize if I get the dates wrong, but uh, basically, you know, it was the fact that, you know, what do you need in your life? in order to make ends meet. And then, you know, from there, we got to figure out how many students, you know, it, it is going to cost you, you know, in order to make that amount right. of money. But like you said, there are other factors that have to be put into place, meaning, you know, what are the, what's the percentage? And this is, I'm, I'm going to get way into the, the bushes here, so I won't go too far. But what yeah. are the percentages of those, uh, you know, because, for every, like you said, for every hundred dollars that come in, comes in, part of it's already spent because of your salary, other people's salary, uh, the cost of the building, and or whatever, uh, utilities right. and, and all that. But but th there is a factor that most of us do not factor in is the uh, the, the uh, delinquencies and and those type of things. So there's a percentage of every hundred dollars that you're not going to. Um, get either A, in a timely manner, or B, you're not ever going to see. And and that percentage needs to be, you know, worked into the number as well. Right. I, I agree. And you know what? It's interesting, too, is that, you know, when you're when you're looking at the overall picture, right, I always try to coach my clients to and, – and I've done this, and Dwayne, you've done it – where and 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 again, I, I hope no one ever takes this the wrong way. But when we look at our students as dollar signs and we say, "Oh, uh, we have ten more students, they're X amount of dollars." I mean, you got to separate that out. But when you have a business and you're going, "Wow, I sold X amount of cups of coffee," um, you know, it, you know, and I made this amount of money, that that's different. So we have to sometimes let people know that that are listening 
that it's not about students and dollars and cents. However, when I was in the landscape business, I would look at my student value, I mean, my client value, and I would say, you know, everybody I cut their lawn, I have 100 clients and I charge $30 a week, 120 a month, that's $12,000 a month. However, can I fertilize their lawn? Can I fertilize their shrubs? Can I thatch and seed in the spring? Can I do a pruning? Can I build a deck? Can I do landscape design? Can I put in a sprinkler? And then I try to get my client value up to $190, $200 a month or $300 a month that way so that I was making more money. Make sense? So it's really important for us to always look at what we could do. What's our student value? Yeah, and I think that, you know, um, is an, an eventual next step. Um, right. You know, for that individual. But, but, but stopping the bleeding to the, <laughs> to yeah. the best of their ability or best of his ability is going to be a, uh, an important thing. You know, the other thing that I told him was that he needed to go and get our uh, martial arts business manifesto. Right. Um, because, and I just put it into the thread here online uh, on right. our Facebook page, uh, but you can also go to schoolownertalk.com and on the, the right-hand side of the column, you know, you, you can get that. And, and there was a few things inside of there, like knowing his numbers, knowing how much he's worth, uh, right. scalability. Scalability not only for your school, but also for your floor. You know, how, how, how many people can you actually fit on your floor? How much money can you actually right. make inside of that uh, yeah. establishment? So, and, and I said a bunch of other things that I think will help you with your mindset as not only just as a business owner, but also personally as well, even though it's not a motivational yeah. uh, type right. manifesto, but there's some aha moments that, that, that might happen when you read this. We've so been getting a lot I just wanted of to share down- that. We've been getting a lot of downloads on the manifesto, by the way, in the last two or three weeks. It's been very hot. So I think people are really catching on to it. Um, and by the way, James uh, Sparks, who is also on Facebook, asked us a question. He wrote, I do an anti-bullying stranger abduction class in gym classes. Never had a school not let me pass out flyers after okay. demos. So he, he's lucky. Um, in my schools, in all of the school system around Long Island and Suffolk County that I know of that ever in my general vicinity, they will not let us hand out a flyer. We're not even allowed to give out a pencil with our phone number on it. So they're very difficult that way. Um, in fact, they won't let us do anything to self-promote ourselves, which I think is ridiculous because we're coming in there and helping them. Um, uh, you know, you got to have an in with some of the principals in order for that to happen. So he's lucky to have that happen. Um, but uh, if not, you have to weigh it out. Is it worth it for me to even do this? It could be good for the, you know, doing a good deed and helping the community. That's all awesome. But sometimes if you're, you're dying and you need to grow your school, my, stand outside the front of the, the target and with a clipboard and have VIP passes and say, hey, have you ever been interested in martial art classes for you or your son? Now nah, I'm good. You hear a lot of that. I'm good. All right, great, great. Have a great day, sir. If you want, here's a flyer with some information. No, I don't need it. Okay, cool. Or someone might take it. And then some people might start a conversation. Then you write their name and say, hey, could we schedule you for a class? Go where people are. You know, people say that to me. Where do I find them? Dude, there are people everywhere. There's, you just got to walk around the town and hand out information. You just, I used to take my students running through the neighborhoods as part of their class. And they would run down that side of the block, run down this side of the block, and we would put flyers. They would jump and dive roll over shrubs. They would be handing stuff out and, you know, putting them in the doors. And um, it became part of our class, and they loved helping me grow. They wanted to see the school grow so they had more people to train with. Right. And then Lewis just posted, he says, it's easier to deal with private schools. I would agree with that. Uh, Lewis, I've had the same experience with Allie as when I go in. I can't pass out anything, but in private schools, I can do whatever I want. 
um, within reason, of course, but, but uh, right. I have a lot of leverage. And that's where, you know, we came up with the idea of doing um, uh, the, the, the field trips because now we bring them into the school. They, but, they get bused to us, and I get all their information, and we can follow up with them. Yeah, and, Paul, um, and you know, and one, Paul, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Paul's one of my clients. One of my clients, yeah. I built, I built his website. I've been coaching him for years. Paul's a young guy too. He's like 22 years old and doing super, super well. I mean, I'm very proud of him and I had to say that online. Um, but Paul Kroll, he said hosting free birthday parties. That's almost 40 new people through the door that he's got in his face that he could market to. And now, by and the I, way, and I appreciate Paul saying that because I used to do that. I used to do free ones. Mine are actually yeah. low cost now. Um, and, but, but I used to do free ones for my own, uh, uh, clients and, and you're right, Paul, that worked out very, very well for us. And by the way, can I give you a quick idea? I, I would always sell my birthday parties, meaning that people will buy them and they would, they'd sign up. If I had a month that it was dead, I would do what I call the birthday lotto and I would see who's got a birthday and I'd call up and I'd say, I'll do a free party for you, but it has to be, the rules are you need to bring at least 20 people that are non-training students from the area. You can't bring Johnny from Connecticut. It's, four hours away, et cetera, et cetera, so that I'd have people in front of me. Now, you know what? It's just another way to get your get in front of people and hopefully woe or wow the few that are there. And um, that that's just another great way. So these are all free, you know, very inexpensive ways to market, right? James said, uh, has anyone tried putting students on a corner in a Kung Fu Panda outfit passing out flyers? I haven't, haven't done that, but um, I've seen people do that and you know, they could do it with success. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool idea. All depends upon your location, but it's not a bad idea. And it's just, again, another uh, opportunity for you to get seen. Um, so long as uh, they're correlating it with you. I think there's there's an important piece there that, that, that you're not advertising karate in general or martial arts in general. And so, therefore, they go to a competitor of yours. Yeah, exactly. And And you know what? It's FOMA front of mind awareness. Um, the more you're out there, the better. I mean, there was a time where you couldn't, you could not see, could not go anywhere without seeing my school. I was on shopping carts, on the buses, on the bus bench stands, in the alcoves where people wait for the buses. I did everything. I mean, my business was just, the phone was ringing continuously. Now I'm busy enough that I don't need to do as much of that as possible uh, as I needed to back then. And, and we have quite a reputation, 26 years in our community. However, um, these are the things that you were talking about in the beginning. Don't leave a rock unturned. Get out there and market your butt off. And, and you know, I, I would I recommend whoever's not a part of our program is to get involved because there's probably like five free cool things in there right away to get your school hopping and popping with very minimal effort. Um, you know, to how to market from Facebook to market on their website to so all this other stuff. So I'm not not trying to sell us, but at the same time, I want people to have the information. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to keep this going on forever, uh, although I think we could. And and let me say this. Um, on Facebook Live, you know, as we're recording this, I appreciate you guys uh, putting in your ideas. Um, and, and for those of you that are watching later and not watching it live, you know, you know do everybody else a favor and go back and, and uh, you know, type in some of your other ideas that you have um, inside this thread so that, you know, when people go and, and listen to this, they'll be able to, or watch this and listen, they'll be able to actually see those, uh, those ideas on there. And, and maybe there's a yeah. way that I can take, take this, maybe I can screenshot this thread and put it onto schoolandtalk.com on the actual blog so that, you know, when, yeah. when our podcast people listen to it, they can go on there and not have to search through Facebook. 
And by the way, Dwayne, today is Wednesday. We normally do our calls on a Monday, but where, you know, we have so many more views than we normally do on a Monday. So maybe people are out and about and they're in the middle of their week and they're willing to listen. I don't know if they're starting off their Mondays a little bit different. So maybe every once in a while you and I could throw a Wednesday call in there instead of a Monday. It seems like everybody's up, out there doing things and so on. Yeah, it would be interesting. Uh, maybe we should even do a poll on, on that. So, Yeah. Uh, Paul put uh, – what did Paul put there? He said he purchased a mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle outfit for 200 bucks. He's going to go to the local park with a bunch of students and pass out the flyers. See, that's, that's phenomenal, you know. Yeah, it, it really all depends on, you know, what, what you want to do and, and how far you will go and, and – um, you know, I think all of that's great. Look, even James Sparks, I do town fairs. I mean, you and I, Dwayne, have a billion ideas. I, I mean, I could, we could do this and maybe just rattle them off next call um, for very inexpensive marketing ideas. And um, I really love uh, the input from all the people. So this is pretty awesome. Thank you, James. Thank you, Paul. And, um, you know, uh, Sensei Loriano joined the group recently. He's a friend of mine from Long Island and a whole bunch of others that are on here. Uh, Lewis, Acosta, you know, that's pretty cool that we have all these people on our Facebook Live. But for those listening that can't see us, they could watch the video, too, if they want to just go back to the Next Level School Owner Club, if they're just listening to the audio. So let you want to wrap wanna, it up? I do. I just want to quickly say, also, there's still some uh, free webinars that are on schoolownertalk.com. Uh, one is with regards to marketing for the summer. So, uh, and then the other one is uh, to uh, how to you know discover the six steps to implementation. And the reason this one is um, important because you know knowing how to do uh, or excuse me knowing what to do is one thing, but knowing how to do it is another. But getting things done is a whole other deal. And so I go over the uh, you know Allie and I go over the six steps to implementing things and actually getting crap done. So right, take a right. look at that going to schoolundertalk.com. And also if you've not downloaded the uh, manifesto. On the thread, it's here, but then also uh, you can go to schoolandertalk.com and get that manifesto as well. Absolutely. And by the way, I love the manifesto. That was, it really was uh, – some. it's free, so why wouldn't you do it? But, uh, I mean, it's just a great thing, and when you read it, you're going to be quite um, quite uh, uh, amazed at what, has, what it has in it. I think so. Well, thanks, guys. And, uh, Allie, thank you very much, sir. Have a great week. Well, yeah, Dwayne, see it. Left. Yeah, exactly, what's left of it. Short week, though. But uh, we'll talk soon, okay, bud? All right, bye. All right, take care. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.